welcome. We've just had the first tut-tut gathering from Stratford-upon-Avon Racecourse and what a great weekend it was. It was in conjunction with the Overland and International Campervan Show we met up with friends old and new to enjoy our passion for tut-tutting. During the weekend, Julian Carnell of Minority Travel and myself sat down to chat. Uh, sort of Julian interviews me a bit, I interview him. It turned out rather well. Hello, Julian. Hi, James. How are you doing? All right, not bad. Not bad. You enjoy yesterday? Yeah, it was very good. Very nice. Nice to be here. Yeah, I guess I didn't know what to expect. And um, it was nice to get all a bunch of tuk-tuk enthusiasts together again. I think largely, well, thanks to you, I think you did a great job in getting us getting everybody here and encouraging people. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard encouraging. Yeah, I just think people the distance is off-putting because you know busy roads and traveling large distances across country with yeah. busy busy roads in these tooks that only really you know top out at 40 or whatever yeah this can put people off sometimes yeah. you come up from london didn't you yeah came up from london it was yeah, it was pretty crappy weather <laughs> um i haven't kitted mine too well so i don't have sides on yeah got got pretty wet um but it's always fun always nice to be on the road tried to avoid obviously the motorways but the a roads as well yeah but still uh was still... it two or three hours more five yeah, yeah yeah at least five at least five it took me six from Pembrokeshire. that was i don't know how far that is it's got to be a couple of hundred miles in it yeah, so, yeah. So. and how, how do you how do you plan your routes do you do you do plan it from the beginning or do you just kind of go leg by leg and I would go, I would have a, a good look beforehand and, uh, and just, I'm a bit of a winger really. I, I do, I, I, I sort of half plan. Mm-hmm. Um, do you pick the really small, yeah. small routes, the really yeah. narrow lanes There's, and country lanes? There, it is no fun in, on a dual carriage route or a busy A road. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, but there are some good single track A roads, B roads can you can just be there forever, yeah. you know. And I think now they do forty mile an hour. I think, uh, well, yours does, mine doesn't. But uh, uh, I think that is the way forward, you know. And uh, but you know, I think you've come the furthest, haven't you? From here, possibly. Yeah, I know some people have come further, but they've stuck it on the trailer or put yeah. it in the back of the van. Yeah, slightly cheating. Very cheating. Um, yeah. But hey, they're here. even I didn't do it from Pembrokeshire. I only had sort of seven hours to get here. I didn't. I would need at least a day and a half. I think. And how is your how's your tuk tuk behaving? I know you've one of the you've got one of the oldest ones. Um, is it a two stroke? It is. No, it? no, it's four stroke. Oh, it's four stroke. Yeah. Okay, so one of the but old one of the oldest ones here. Is it yep. still running like a dream? It is. There is no issues with it whatsoever. Um, I haven't even changed the oil for a year. You know, it's got no fuel fil- no oil no oil filter on it. Yeah. I I did uh, I did have a couple of issues with it last year when the fuel filter decided to fall apart. In the middle of Norwich, that wasn't great. And petrol pissing out everywhere. Uh, actually, fixed it with a piece of gas hose off my uh, just off my my cooker. So I just cut that up and it, use that. It is one of the beauties of these small, very uncomplicated engines that you can just piece them together bit by bit. If there's any major problem, it doesn't take you too long to get them back on the road. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, and what are you doing down in Pembrokeshire then? Because I did hear that you were also driving tuk-tuks there. But I, what are you doing? I, exactly? I, I am a fully-fledged 
full-time taxi driver, tuk-tuk taxi driver. And how are they being received? Because this must be one of the first official tuk-tuk taxi companies in England, I believe. I think is it, that right? Yeah, it is, yeah. They have four tuk-tuks on the road, uh, all licensed uh, hackney carriages. Yeah. Um, so we, we do tours. Uh, we can be hailed. Um, people ring up and book taxis for specific times. Yeah. We can only take two people. They're only licensed for Pembroke only could only would license them for two. Really? Why? Why is that? That's strange because they've got three. Mm. They're le- you're legally allowed if you own them personally to have three in the back. Yeah, they they've ju- got three seatbelts. They the just didn't think they were safe enough for three. Right, and who was deciding that? Pembroke County Council. All right. Did they sit in the back? Did they and uh, decide whether these would be safe enough? Or yeah, not? they just said there wasn't enough room in the back. Um, but we do take uh, dogs. So we, I've had two full-grown adults and four dogs in there. Right. At one time, we're very pet friendly. Um, but and how have they been received? Oh, like just great, yeah, naturally. The, the, it has slightly hacked off the normal taxi drivers. I was going to ask you about that yeah. because I—that's what I always expect. If they were to ever come to the larger cities, yeah. like normal with change, yeah, people tend to be not happy initially. No. Then maybe they can have their arms twisted. But I always did wonder if it ever came to somewhere like London because they are fairly practical, small vehicles they get are. around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so the local guys are not happy, a bit pissed off. Uh, they were to start with. They seem. It's coming to summer now, so there is enough work for everybody. Okay. And I think when COVID was around, obviously there was only a finite amount of customers. And now we are obviously taking some of their customers. We don't normally sit on the taxi rank. I sit uh, round by, uh, we do a lot in Saundersfoot and uh, uh, Tenby. And we, I could, because they're so small, they sort of lend themselves to sitting in sort of uh, very large football areas, mm. but not somewhere where you're, technically meant to sit there with a taxi but we seem to get away with it just um and so we, i normally sit where people just come off the beach mm-hmm. and saundersfoot is in a hollow and so there is a hill there are three hills whichever way you want to go and people don't we just like a little jolly up a hill in the tuk tuk and, yeah. and and if it's only a mile it's three pound fifty yeah. or four pound sixty at a weekend so they're willing to pay that so I was going to say, are they metered then? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. And there's a lot of laws and regulations that we have to uh, follow. Or, look, you know, Lorraine Edelag, who owns the company, has to follow. Yeah. Um, because I think if we deviate too much, the uh, taxi drivers will, they'll be the first to shout. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, I would imagine it might be some sort of compromise that you're, because you're just doing shorter journeys. They can still cash in on the longer yeah. trips, which yeah. I guess they make more money on anyway. Yeah, actually, well, I, I don't say, know. Well, you I, say you say that, but uh, it's if we did five, if it was a Saturday, you could easily do uh, six, seven, eight uh, very short journeys for the for a standard fare because yeah. you get the first mile, so it's going to be four pounds sixty, and you can probably do eight of those in an hour. Uh, and the meter seems to. And after that, it's it's just a set distance. It just ticks over. Um, but so you can earn 40, 50 pound an hour in them if you're fully busy. Um, but what they do, what the, at the moment the taxi drivers went because they can take families. But what uh, Tuk Tuk Time have just bought is a Thai Tuk Tuk. So we're, it should be licensed for six. So that that's a long wheelbase. Yeah, yeah, that's wheelbase. Yeah, with the seats facing each other. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So they have bought one of those. They just, there's a few issues with it, but it should be on the road by the end of June, beginning of July. And that'd be very interesting to see how the taxi drivers, uh, what, what they think of that. Well, they embrace that one. Well, they won't embrace that they at all. Embrace it. No, <laughs> because it's suddenly, yeah. It's, it's, it's direct. Yeah, it's direct competition with them. But it's, you know. I mean, competition is good, right? It is. They have no divine right to the customers inside us. But they think they do, but they don't. Um, but, you know, it's, it's... But to drive one for a living is it's great. You know, summer job. Yeah, fun. Summer job at 56. Well, more, you know, it's, it's a great life. And you're going to do that for this season. Have you I got know. any plans to do any other... Because I know you've been driving since last year, since we did the Wales trip yeah. around Wales. Yeah. We got a bunch of tuk-tuks together. You've done a lot more journeys and your a lot more miles in your tuk-tuk. Have you got any other plans to do um, some longer distance stuff? I still would like to take it down into Europe. I was going to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, but obviously it's just, it's a non-starter still, isn't it? Yeah. The idea, for, I think the, the real idea for us to work in the summer and then go off somewhere in the winter. Yeah. Uh, whether, warm. Whether, whether it be follow in, the sunshine. Follow the sunshine. Whether it would be Morocco, Morocco Thailand, uh, uh, Philippines, or India. Yeah. I want to go to all of them. I have contacts in all of them now. Yeah. And I think I could possibly rustle up a turkey in most of them. Yeah. And, and be let loose. Yeah. And just explore. Yeah, Philippines is, is an interesting one. Obviously, it's... And Sri Lanka. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> but Philippines is a place that... You know, fast-growing number yes. of tuk-tuk. Oh, it's evolving you know, massively, yeah. And they love the library on them, a lot yeah. like Sri Lanka, really yeah. into, like, the modifications. Yeah. Um, yeah, looks yeah. great. And obviously, each little island, you know, thousands of islands in the Philippines, each yeah. island has their own little culture, little... Um, Have you been? I've been to the Philippines, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we do a... We, we did a sailing race in the Philippines um, okay. out of a place called Boracay, which is one of the most famous, probably most commercial visited um, islands. Yeah. Um, no, they didn't have the Bajaj tuk-tuks there. They had the trikes, okay, which well, they... are basically like a motorcycle with a dodgy side carriage. Yeah. Well, they now have Bajaj. The, well, I know they have, the, I haven't been to Boracay for a few years, so I don't know if Boracay specifically has them, but I know yeah. the Philippines, they're all over Bajaj. Yeah. 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 They've had a few, uh, They've had a few issues. I know a chap called Tom Raymond there who has been, uh, has a, I think, he has a TVS actually dealership, yeah. uh, I believe. No, he doesn't. He has a Bajaj one, I think. There's been something going on in the Philippines about them being, about them being road legal and trikes or, because as you say, they used to be motorcycles with sidecars and there's been an issue with, what they really are, the new the new ones, but they they're, they're importing loads of them into the Philippines yeah. at the moment. No, it, I mean it, perfect for that yeah. for island life. I mean, Sri Lanka. Most people, well, most anybody that's been to Sri Lanka will know just the sheer amount of tuk-tuks they yeah. are, and I think they are still technic they're statistically the highest per capita place with tuk-tuks. Okay. Not obviously the largest amount. I think that's still India yeah, yeah. by a mile, but Sri Lanka has a huge amount. Um, and they use obviously, not obviously, but across the board from transport, tuk-tuks, delivery vehicles. And then even like in the more rural areas, people just have it as their little yeah. convenience yeah. runaround, their family yeah. car, you know, for, yeah. for kind of middle income 
it's it's such a shame that no one can go to these marvelous places at the moment. Yeah, it's. I mean, it must be breaking your heart. It, it really. <laughs> it's been really tough. Um, owning a travel business in a global pandemic with, you know, constant. Gov- well, you're fighting against your own government regulations mm. that stop your own. I guess the country you live in, their citizens are um, subject to the, your own restrictions. Then yeah. you've got the global kind of guidelines and advice and now we've got this whole vaccine question mm. on whether it should be mandatory for people to be vaccinated before they travel and there's not really while there's probably a bit of light at the end of the tunnel in this country because of the large vaccination yeah. program that's happening it's only just beginning in other parts of Sri Lanka or wherever we're talking one or two yeah. percent in most of these places that have had vaccines mm. um, and yeah which is slightly scary because it just means we're still at the beginning like you said of, so, of opening things up so we're halfway through 2021 do you think honestly now you you'd be able to run an event in 2022 i am very confident we'll run some events in 2022 okay um, good. i what if you'd asked me a few months ago i would have even said i was confident to get something at the end of 2021 i've since okay. changed my opinion on that okay I think it'll be very unlikely, especially because our destinations, Sri Lanka being on the top mm. of the list, um, are they're currently going through, I think, a third wave. Okay. So high cases, um, relatively low uh, vaccination program. Yeah. I mean, it's it's there and it's going on, but it's just, I think, getting getting everybody vaccinated fast is is, is a challenge. Um, but they seem to have quite a clear policy um, for welcoming travellers back um, in the sense that if you're vaccinated they're allowing people to just with a couple of negative PCR tests into the country without having to quarantine Mm. which is obviously a barrier to a lot of countries if you're if you're if you're a tourist and then you suddenly got a quarantine for two weeks you're just Mm. not going to go there no you're not Um, it just kills the whole thing doesn't it yeah so it seems that they will follow that path, which to me makes mm. a lot of sense because you're not then necessarily putting uh, people who haven't been vaccinated at same yeah. amount of risk. Mm. Obviously, you're slightly less yeah. uh, less likely to get really ill mm. if, if you catch COVID abroad. Mm. Um, but then the onus is on you, you know. Mm. You, you've At least you've, you've got the choice to, to travel out there um, so you, and then move relatively freely. So you should be able to get some... English customers out so, and about, but yeah, it's whether you can get them from other parts so, of the world as well. Exactly. Um, I mean, unfortunately, we had a fairly large uh, base from Australia and New Zealand. Okay. Um, naturally, you know, Aussies, Kiwis are very shut, out. They've going. shut the doors, haven't they? They've shut their doors in and out. So, yeah. But you're supposed to be going to Australia, aren't you? Well, I, I am. Uh, <laughs> I am going to Australia. I was supposed to go next month. Um, my wife is going now early. She has a job there. Okay. So, um, in, so she's been allowed in, but you haven't? No, we both have been allowed in. Um, okay. But we're only allowed in once. Uh, so she's a doctor. She's right. got a job at a children's hospital there. Yeah. She obviously received an exemption because she's key staff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have kind of piggybacked on her being her spouse. Yeah. Uh, so got an exemption. But both of us are only allowed in once. Right. Um, if we leave, we won't be allowed back in. Okay. Um, obviously, 
owning a travel business, needing to visit other places, not ideal for me. No, no. We've recently looked into acquiring and working with an Italian-based tuk-tuk company okay. to do Italian tuk-tuk adventures. Okay. And getting that off the ground looks like it will happen in the next few months. Not necessarily getting large yeah. amounts of customers because yeah. of what we've just spoken about, COVID, etc. Is that what you did before? That was one of the trial runs you did before? We did the trial last year, yeah, yeah. with a couple of trips. I heard, I heard some good reports. It, it's fantastic. You know, we, <laughs> we were a little bit hesitant to, you know, because we'd always done South Asia, you know, Asian mm. kind of countries where really synonymous with tuk-tuks. But then if you actually dig a little deeper, the Italian... They have they have a quite an interesting history they with, do, yeah. with yeah. their own yeah uh, the Ape is, Mape, exactly. yeah, it's, it's it's iconic in, in Italy. Piaggio make them Ita- you know famous yeah. Italian company. Yeah. Granted, they are made in in India, but yeah. still. Um, and the Calasinos, which are, you know, one of the Piaggios, mm-hmm. they are just tiny bit Italian. Yeah. Sexier than the Bajaj. Mm-hmm. They've got like soft tops. Did you see there was one for sale recently? I did. I saw it was going for a mouth-watering it, 10 grand or was something. It, yeah. Or so, yeah. I don't know whether it's been sold yet, if I'm honest. Well, I don't know. It, I it was a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it, but that was, great. it was in great, great condition. That was one of the diesel ones, wasn't it? One of the, yeah, I, think, I thought it was one of the uh, uh, limited edition diesel ones. I didn't look into the details. I, I saw the body. Um, yeah. I didn't, I thought, I just assumed it was petrol. Yeah. Um, I did. I did get slightly excited when I saw it was for sale. Lorraine didn't, but uh, what do you think of uh, uh, Tutu's Lorraine? Oh, wonderful! Well done, good answer. Just Spoken like, like a James. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Were you tempted um, at ten grand? Not at ten grand. No. no, I've still got my trusted Bajaj here, and <sighs> I'm going to stick with that until well, until I don't need it anymore. I'd like to thank my show partner, Tutu UK. They're based in Manchester. And if you're thinking about buying a new or second-hand Bajaj, they are the people to talk to about this magical little vehicle. Tutu UK, always there to help. Because they make great wedding cars, and I know Tutu at time looked into buying that. But one, I don't think for a wedding vehicle, it makes any difference whether it's a 200cc petrol Calasina no. or it doesn't have to be a limited edition diesel. It just, that, that one just makes it for tuk-tuk nerds a little bit, uh, a little bit better. But, yeah. uh, but for a wedding vehicle, it makes no difference. So well, for, from a driving experience, um, for, with the, with the, with the Calasino, you are, you're slightly lower in the driving seat. Okay. So you, you know, Anybody over kind of five foot eleven or whatever in one of these bajajes, you yeah. tend to be slightly hunched. slightly hunched over to keep the full view, you know, on the windscreen. Um, not to mention your your legs are kind of always a little bit cramped. Um, yeah. With these app, uh, with the Apple Calasino, you're you're slightly more comfortable driving position. Okay. And then with just with the design of the default seat seats, they are a little bit softer and a little bit okay. more comfortable. Okay. And then also in the back. They're a tiny bit wider, yeah. So three people is comfortable-ish, but yeah. two is more than enough. Yeah. And again, the seats are a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. And then to cap it all off, you have the. I think by default they come as soft top, almost yeah. convertible, so you can easily just bring the hood down. Mm. And obviously UK not so much because of no. the weather, but yeah. in Europe, perfect. In Italy in the summer, yeah. 
it's beautiful yeah. you know driving around the yeah. seaside towns the the, the wine regions yeah. um just cruising around at your own pace is is really really great but the actual pajaji is built to be a taxi isn't it yeah. at the end of the day and the casino is not it's it's, not. it's, it's, it's built to be a commercial uh sorry a private a le- like yeah. a leisure vehicle like a leisure vehicle yeah. and there and there is the the difference isn't yeah. it you know it's 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 a bit more plush yeah but, so yeah that's the plan with italy do you have a fleet of those ready to go do you well, our fleet ready to go it looks like we're going to have seven there ready and hopefully if things go well and people decide it's a good idea to to trust us to come to italy and have a holiday <laughs> like that um i think Italy's not bad at the moment is it it's still on the amber list at the moment as well, we speak from the uk i mean every country in the world's on the amber I list think it is, yeah. there's For, amber the, red and then there's a few really yeah, obscure yeah, islands i know or well there's I new think. zealand and uh, australia you can get into there but they won't let you in exactly there's the Falkland islands who wants to go to the bloody Falkland islands right, exactly. you know something you know it's ridiculous uh, yeah and then there's i think another obscure caribbean island yeah. somewhere with yeah. a population of about two thousand. yeah I know. They, they 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 thought that up and said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna allow people into places that uh, you can't get into yeah. or get a plane to." Yeah. Great thinking, Boas. But I think um, I think we are. There seems to be signs that we're at, we're from a UK perspective at the end of the tunnel. Yes. And it won't be long. I mean, there are you know these murmurings of lots of other kind of variants and things, but yeah. it looks like. At some point, they're just going to have to say, we're yeah. open now. We've, yeah. Everybody's been vaccinated. Take your own risks. Yep. Get on with life. Yeah, we, can't, right. we can't continue to be no. shut down forever. No. I, was, I think a, mo- a lot of people were surprised that Portugal went back on the amber list last week. You know, Because you know, my, my brother's there with his wife in Portugal. Uh, Rob and Kay were there. You know, and, and people just getting out fast, aren't I, they? I have to say, I haven't really read into too much of the details, but it, it didn't really my initial thoughts were this it wasn't overly scientific it was there was more to it too many I, too too many people going getting out of the country possibly possibly it was the only european one open mm. um you know they had the champions league final that was suddenly mm. allowed to go one week and then what suddenly there's a huge difference in that week they put they put some some excuse about another variant that was found i, I didn't i don't know i know i, I, lo- I lose the will on variant variants these days i just uh you know uh, so we've all got to holiday in the UK. Yeah. And Pembrokeshire, I would say, is a great place. Have well, you have, have you been to Pembrokeshire? You know, my because I'm not really from, didn't grow up no. in, in the UK, my UK geography is pretty, pretty bad. I have been, I have tried to make the effort to visit all over the UK because, yeah. I mean, it's a, a lot of people don't realise like it. it's beautiful. It is. Some of it. It it's is. really yeah. beautiful. It is, you know. Um, especially for, I think, a lot of foreigners sometimes forget mm. you know outside of london and know. You know, the, the the classical things how much yeah. beauty that i mean scotland I, I drove around scotland we did obviously wales in a tuk-tuk mm. a lot of the uk yeah. i mean so much i was in cornwall a couple of weeks ago yeah um so i would highly recommend pembrokeshire pembrokeshire is southwest wales okay so i have been to pembrokeshire okay so tembe yes okay. in Tembe. it's it's, it's yeah. a cracking place it's uh, i went to a school in kenya called pembroke oh okay i think takes its name from Pembrokeshire. Pembroke. There's another place called Pembroke. There's Pembroke Dock and there's Pembroke. Yeah. Pembroke Castle, that sort of thing. I may be doing my school a huge injustice, but <laughs> I believe that was the history. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would, yes, yeah, it, you know, I was surprised. I'd never been to Pembrokeshire. You know, I've lived here 56 years, never been. Uh, and it's absolute cracking place. And 
it is it is the perfect place now where we are based within a sort of a 10 mile area there are which is perfect for tuk-tuks yeah you can just get to sort of half a dozen iconic places yeah. you know and 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 people are definitely embracing it and if more councils were to license them up i think it would be definitely uh, enhance a lot of other places yeah i think so too i mean we've we've always been talking about the, the insurance issue that, that is is going on um that, that, that exists here with with and the regulation behind specifically for tuk-tuks it, yeah. it's it's very difficult to get a good a good policy isn't it, is. it? Uh, uh, i'm hoping that with the slow trickle of you know increase of tuk-tuks as the people get more um you know, more exposed to yeah. them, uh, start to realise that actually, you know, even if we go to something that's quite, you know, trendy at the moment is, is environmental impact and stuff, um, realising that these things are extremely low emission, petrol, diesel, whatever, they're, yeah. you know, they're tiny engines. Mm. Um, and just for, you know, small run around short distances, they're really, really, really practical. Not to mention that, you know, everybody loves a tuk-tuk. <laughs> they do, yeah. Uh, I, driving around London still, it's one of the things that I always, you know, assumed in Sri Lanka or in India or in Asia, you know, you're driving around as a foreigner, you're a foreigner in a tuk-tuk, and that's sometimes what you maybe assume as people are looking at it and press that, but actually we get exactly the same looks on people's faces driving a tuk-tuk here yeah. as you do Anywhere else. abroad. Yeah. And, and it's the kids as well, because I realize, you know, anybody under 10, unless they're, I guess, fairly well, well off, um, they haven't really left the country mm. to places where they have a lot of tuk-tuks. No, so right, it's yeah. very unlikely yeah. that they've seen a tuk-tuk. Yeah. Oh, the kids on the so beach come they, off the beach and they see them. They just say, take me for a ride, take me for a ride. And and, and we do, we do, as I say, we do five pound jollies. Just, yeah. just, just up and around a circle. And the, it's just marvellous that the, you know, the kids, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's crazily good. You know? yeah. and, that, and, that's, and that's all over the world. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Really. So it's uh, just, uh, um, no, I think, uh, and the more councils that finally do license them, I think it maybe encourage other ones to do them as well. Cornwall would be a great place to have a, a few. Yeah, I, I wish there was a policy that we could um, find where it would allow someone, let's say who owns a tuk-tuk as, as a hobby, you know, they, they don't take it out much, um, but somebody else wants to borrow that tuk-tuk. Yeah. At the moment, there's not really a policy that exists that that person without purchasing the vehicle and putting it in his own name yeah. could borrow it and drive it uh, you know to, to no. rent it yeah, I know yeah and that would work very well for this country yeah and it would also allow just the community stuff to yeah. grow we could yeah. do more events mm. you know people that don't want to buy a tuk-tuk they want to just have a jolly for a week absolutely um, that's a massive it. market there it's you know it's a fun little adventure we did yeah. we did Wales obviously it was own there were owners yeah um, we had talked about doing you know the is it the NC five hundred NC five hundred yeah yeah, yeah 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 um, perfect for you know absolutely perfect, perfect yeah. for it. anywhere yeah. around the Lake District yeah. around um, yeah. you know you could do Dartmoor you, know, you, you could do as you say it's perfect for a lot of iconic areas in the UK yeah. it's just uh, we need to get a why don't you start your own insurance company well that's <laughs> i wish i could i wish it was that easy a lot of regulation um, so you're in london for the foreseeable future i would say until probably end of august 
Oh, okay, not not too long then. No, and I'm hoping, well, I guess a bit of a pipe dream, but that uh, in the next month or so, that maybe a couple of European destinations, destinations including Italy, goes on to an amber, a green list. Okay. Um, meaning I could go there without having to... Yeah. Um, Have you got customers lined up? A lot of interest. Yeah, we've got people signed up. Yeah. Um, we're now at a point where we've been moving people yeah. from the One. last 18 months yeah. on, you know, yeah. pushing them forward, pushing them. Um, obviously, the option to take deposits back was there. And I think we've reached the end of that where the, all the customers that now wanted their deposit back have had their money back. Yeah. Um, and now the, the only deposits we have left are people that really are just happy to yeah, wait just, for yeah. it to open up. And yeah. then when we push the button, they'd say, yeah, well, I'll book okay. on this trip. Okay. But I think... Um, but you can't wait for that day. Yeah, looking forward to 2022. I mean, I said this. <laughs> I said last that last year. year. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, eventually, you'll be working from Australia. Well, our plan initially is, is to only go to Australia for a year. Okay. Um, so uh, the contract is for my so, wife's contracts for a year. Okay. I was going to still, you know, it's uh, as much as it is, um, you know, a world away from here. It's probably equidistant to Sri Lanka okay. uh, from, you know, mm. from there. Uh, maybe even a tiny bit closer to India, yeah. Cambodia, yeah. other destinations we work. Um, but if we do, you know, if, if 2022 does open up, Australia have already said that they're not going to open their borders until the end of 2022. End of 2022. End of 2022. Meaning, even next year, I wouldn't be able to leave Australia without right. having to. You know, okay. not being able to go back so it, it looks like i'll go for you know, eight months whatever it is and then at the start of next season okay there is they're, they're, they're being a bit cautious aren't they i think cautious is one word yeah <laughs> i mean ridiculous would be another well yes i think they would definitely argue though that you know look at the statistics um that's a whole different conversation yeah, it is, if yeah. you go yeah. down that hole. But yeah. they would just say, look at the headlines. Look how many people have died in this country. It's yeah. a tragedy. It's it's horrific. We've stopped that. Uh, you can definitely see the, argue, the, the, the argument for that. Yeah. Um, but I do, yeah, I don't see, well, I know what they're, they're going to do is, is vaccinate their entire population before they allow, allow it. How, but... How that's going to happen in, in, in reality, I'm not so sure. Because at what point do you say, okay, we've vaccinated enough people, let's open up. Uh, I would imagine it's going to drag on and on and I, on. I think it could be. And they're going to be. Yeah. It could be a variant come down the line that's not. Then everyone has to be revaccinated. Exactly, exactly. And I don't know what proportion of the Australian uh, uh, GDP is, is tourist based. I would say it's quite a lot. Well, I yes, it is. I'd say, if, but nothing in comparison to their main you know, they're mining and they're... No, they're, they're, they're mining is huge. Yeah, they're they're, they're yeah. raw, raw. Mix. They'd rather, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it kind of pales in comparison, which is why it's not yeah. on the top of the list. But I think I think the, the really good news is you're going to continue what you're going to do, even though there's a pandemic and you can't do anything, but you're still doing it. We're still going to persevere. You're not going to change. Best. You're not going to, what's the word? You're not going to pivot and uh, and do something completely different. Not completely. No, no. Not, not. Have you been tempted? I mean, I've... I've been looking. 
could be a taxi within driver. Within the industry. You could be a taxi driver in, in, in Pembrokeshire. Yeah, but that you involves, could. involves being a nomadic James like you and, uh, and leaving... Uh, yeah, leaving civilization. Leaving there's civilization. no in, there's no internet in Pembrokeshire. It doesn't exist. It's you know, There's no such thing as 3G over there. We there. Go. It's, it's, it's rubbish. You know, I've come here and it's almost like we're almost on the... the, the you, you say that, but I mean, I, I've got a, dec- a fairly... Well, what I thought was a fairly decent network uh, here. And I have to say... My, whenever I pick up a SIM in Sri Lanka, arrive, get a SIM at the airport, I spend no more than seven quid. Okay. Exchange rate's actually gone down now, so probably about five. Okay. I get, is, it, is it a good time to go to Sri Lanka? Well, na- no, 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 <laughs> not so. I wouldn't say now, there's still issues. But what I was saying is about the network, you yeah. were just talking about, Sri Lanka's 4G network yeah. is by far superior to here. Right. Um, I drive from London to here and I lose signal. Yeah. Almost every single ta- time I leave a town, yeah, gone. Yeah, I get more coverage in rural Sri Lanka. Uh, Crazy. Granted, there's slightly less people, but yeah. still. Crazy. It does put a smile on my face. Yeah, I know. I can quite believe it. And so you're going to continue what I'm going to do, and involving a bit of Australia. That's great. I'm going to continue what I'm going to do. I do have to go back to work on the first of October. Are I don't. You? I don't have to, but I have a job to go back to. Okay. I think to actually give. Sorry, I didn't have to give up my job. I had just took unpaid leave. Yeah. So I'm due back on the first. Already, that date seems to be getting nearer. And quite frankly, yeah. you know, I don't want to, but I will spend three months doing that, and then I'll reevaluate January, see what's going to go. I think there's already talk of me going back next year, do some more touch driving. Brilliant. Um, and maybe then, hopefully, winter of 2022, go somewhere else. Life is uh, life is short, as we know. Make the most of it. Make the most of it. Yeah. Do what you love, her. Exactly. And we're trying to do that, aren't we? 100%. Yeah, trying to uh, make things more positive, give people great experiences, and tuk-tuks are a part of that. So uh, uh, let's, uh, let's keep going, shall we? Definitely. Okay. Nice to talk to you, James. Nice to talk to you. Speak to you soon. Yes, good. Excellent. Cheers. can confirm the first Tuk Tuk gathering was a great success at the Overland show, Stratford-upon-Avon. We will be having a second one, maybe in September, not in Stratford. No details as yet, but hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks we'll firm all that up. A new season of Tuk Tuk podcast will be out in the autumn. I have some great stories to bring you, including Sanjay's adventure from Nottingham to India, no less, and Tom Morgan, owner of The Adventurous who run Tuk Tuk and other adventures right across the globe. He spoke to me. That's a great show as well. Thank you for listening. See you soon.